Um, do you want to talk about um Midnight's? Because I can't stop listening to it. Yeah. I don't really know what I want to say. I just, like, I can't stop listening to it. And I want to know more of your thoughts. Please don't cancel me before I even become cancelable. It's not my favorite. Um, I think I still like Lover more. And Folklore and Evermore more. But that's okay. Um, I really like Sweet Nothing. And I like some of the 3 a.m. tracks. And I like hits different, but obviously I can't listen to it all the time because I'm not just going to stop my fucking playlist and then go to Tumblr to play it and, and go back to my playlist because that's just not how I fucking run my life. Right. And if I put this in the podcast, um, for us, Midnight's came out three days ago. <laughs> for you, probably not. I didn't get to listen to it at all yesterday because I was sleeping the entire fucking day. Hmm. How did I sleep for literally 20 hours of the day yesterday? Sometimes you gotta, like, your body just needs it. Like, if you if you sleep that much, your body is like, hey, listen, we got we, we gotta fix we this. Gotta, we gotta shut down for the day and reboot. We went to bed after Cassie's party at 2, mm-hmm. which is way later than I ever stay up, because we normally go to bed around 10 or 11. Hi, witches. Hi, witches. Okay, I have one witch. I didn't think I had any witchy topics to talk about with this movie, but I do have one. Um, so I will, I don't know where I'll sandwich it in, but I'll find a spot. But today, we're talking about Kiki's Delivery Service, the Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because... This is the only thing we're talking about, and I feel like a lot of the episodes that we've covered lately covered lately had a lot of content to go over, but we'll see. Yeah, Kiki is is pretty simple. Um, you know, it's a coming of age story about a thirteen year old witch. She leaves home for a year to begin her training. She's got um, a cat named Gigi. Yeah, he's voiced by Phil Hartman. Rest in peace. Wait, 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 wait. The Phil Hartman that was in the Morbid episode? Like, that was... Yeah. The... Whoa! Yeah. Kaya's mind is blown. When you first said Phil Hartman, my mind went to Phil Collins, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, it's not Phil Collins. <laughs> And Kiki is voiced by Kirsten Dunst. I knew that. So the Phil Hartman that got murdered. Yes. Um, if you don't know, Phil Hartman was murdered. Um, again, rest in peace. It's very sad. Um, there is a Morbid episode about that. We both really love Morbid. Um, I'm literally, actually, I'm wearing their merch right now, which is cool. <laughs> coincidental. Um. Mm-hmm. There's a morbid episode about that if you want to go listen to it. Those are the, pretty much the only notice, notable voice voices in this movie, though. So it starts out, and Kiki is laying in a field of flowers, and she's listening to the radio. And then she runs into the house, and oh my god, the vibe of the first like two minutes of this movie is like so 
Cottagecore. Oh my god. It's so like the flowers and the and her mom's like, I don't know, like apothecary. Like it's a I thought it was a flower shop. Well, she she's making potions and she's making a potion to cure this old lady's arthritis. I could use that. (laughs) Same. Just like the music and the the art. It's all so beautiful. I love it so much. It's so dreamy. Um so Kiki hears on the radio that it's going to be a clear night. And she's like, um Mom, 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 mom. Yeah. I'm gonna leave tonight. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) I thought you were leaving next month. And she's like, I want to leave on the perfect midnight. And she's like, God damn it. And her mom's like, Nan, like you can't even mix potions like me, but like, I don't know, go off, I guess. Um, and then there's a part with her dad, because her dad comes home and he's like, I thought we were going on a camping trip this weekend. And she's like, Sorry, Dad, <laughs> which was really sad. But there's a part in her bedroom where like they're packing and she's he's looking at her and she he's like you look so grown up and they're like he picks her up and he twirls her around and they hug and it's like really sweet he's like when did you get so big and it like actually made me tear up it's like literally so wholesome and sweet i just want to say that um this was the first studio ghibli movie that i ever watched and i got it when i was probably about seven or eight years old because I had a procedure done in the hospital and my mom always got us gifts when we went to the hospital and lucky for me I was literally like always at the fucking hospital as a kid <laughs> so I got a lot of like stuffed animals and shit from the hospital Aww. but yeah I remember like there's a lot that I remember about that movie like um the cow in the train yeah um so she she flies away to go to a coastal town at midnight and then she ends up in a train and um she falls asleep in some hay and when it turns morning a cow is licking her foot because you know the cow is eating the hay and it scares kiki awake and then she sticks her head down and she's like sorry didn't mean to fall asleep in your breakfast which is very cute but before that, the fucking night before, there's this fucking bitch. Do you remember the fucking... Oh, yeah. The yeah. one who thinks she's hot shit. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking... Um, she sees this other girl flying um, on this her broom. Preppy, preppy witch. <laughs> she's like... Um, it's another witch, and she has, a, she has a cat and a lantern on her, and she... Um, She's like, um, can you turn that radio off? I like to fly in peace and quiet. And um, she's like, so what's your skill? And Kiki's like, well, I don't know yet. I'm just leaving for my, um, you know, my training, my apprenticeship. And she's like, oh, well, my skill is fortune telling, so I can handle anything. And I'm sitting there like, girl. Can we talk about how, like, Kiki's radio doesn't, like, move at all? Right? Like, she should have lost that. She should have lost that shit absolutely maybe maybe her mother put a spell on it maybe (laughs) how can we talk about how like when she starts flying Gigi is on her bag and um 
she's and the radio's hanging off the tip of her broom and Kiki's like Gigi can you go turn on the radio I can't manage it how the fuck is Gigi turning on a radio (laughs) (laughs) I know he can talk and everything but like this guy doesn't have thumbs okay like why couldn't she just talk to Gigi for entertainment I don't know Gigi's so funny Gigi's so funny throughout the movie like the whole movie he's a good character he's the I would argue that he's maybe maybe the best character what um what's that boy's name in the movie with the red shirt Tombo or something Tombo how do you feel about Tombo I always liked him was he a little annoying yeah but overall I still think he's a good character you know yeah I think so too I think his friends, like, were maybe a little bit, eh. Yeah. Speaking of Tombo, um, when Kiki and Gigi arrive at the coastal city where, like, that's the focal point of the movie, Gigi, like, doesn't want to stay there because he doesn't like water because he's a cat or whatever. And he's like, there might be witches that already live here. And I want to know why that matters. Like, I wish they addressed that in passing. Like, can you, is there a Um... witch limit on a town? I think it would be a good thing if there's already witches there because then they could help train her. I'm saying. Sorry, I'm tired. It's okay. I'm tired too. Um, Kiki almost causes a fucking pile up because she doesn't know how to goddamn fly. She flies like low to the ground and she almost causes like a huge car crash. And that's when she meets Tombo because he causes a distraction for the cop to like lay off of Kiki. I like the lady that she ends up living with. Oh my god, oh, um, Osono. She's adorable. And her She's lady a- cat. It's not her, it cat. her cat. Oh, It's the neighbor's cat. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember a, a decent deal of what happened. Yeah, um, Osono has a neighbor who is supposedly a fashion designer and she has um a white fluffy cat and a lady um, cat yeah oh and i guess we should say for the record that Gigi is a black cat and um that's the witchy thing i want to talk about later because i think it would be fun to talk about black cats so usono is a bakery owner and kiki um helps usono deliver a pacifier that someone forgot at her bakery and she's like hey you could be a delivery girl and I'll let you stay in my spare room. And Kiki's like, hell yeah. So they get to the spare spare room room and she is actually an attic. Yeah, it's an attic. It's a cute attic though. Well, they get there and Gigi goes, this is quaint, which is funny to me. And he's, it's dusty as hell. And he's like, if you wake up in the morning and you see a white cat, it's me. And I think a lot of why he's funny is because, like, it's Phil Hartman's voice. And I just, it doesn't, like, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of, like, nasally. It's a grown man's voice coming out of a cat. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. But it, <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. It's, it's a goofy voice. Yeah, it's kind of, I can't do an impression. But I wish I could. I, like, I can hear it perfectly in my head. But it, it's a very Same. goofy voice. Okay, tangent. Um, ADHD. Also, tangent about ADHD. 
my therapist is an ADHD specialist, and she told me today that ADHD people are proven to be worse drivers than people without ADHD. I'm not telling my car insurance company. <laughs> that is so fucking random. I'm so sorry. It's because you went, you said something about your hair, and I'm like, that's your we're <laughs> we're on a tangent. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me go on a tangent. Kiki runs off to help Usono in the bakery. And then Usono's husband, who's like this big, like beefy guy, he sees Gigi watching him from the corner. And he like spins some trays on his hands, all fancy like. And he's showing off for the cat, which I think is so funny and cute. After they uh, secure the spare room and they decide to help Usono in the bakery, Kiki and Gigi go grocery shopping and they see a mug and Gigi points at it and he goes, Kiki, it's me. And it has like a little black cat on it and she gets it. And I think that's really cute. And it's adorable. Of her. It's so cute and sweet. I wish I could take Ziggy grocery shopping with me and he would be like, hey, look, it's me when we see a Boston Terrier thing. And he would never do that because he can't talk. And you can't take dogs into the grocery store most of the time if it's just a dog dog and not a service dog. Kiki gets her first delivery, and it's a toy that looks just like Gigi. Gigi! And Gigi's like, wait, but that's me. So they try to deliver it, and uh, at some point she is flying and then she flies next to a flock of geese and then the geese are honking and she's like what are they saying and Gigi's like they say there's going to be a gust of wind so they're going to fly higher and then you know the gust of wind comes and fucks Kiki up and then she falls into a bird's nest and a raven or no sorry a crow is fucking pissed and thinks that she's trying to steal its eggs so she leaves and she starts getting attacked by all these crows but then she realizes that the doll that looks like Gigi is gone so she has to go back for it but the birds won't let her and the birds are fucking scary dude they're mean they're really mean and they're scary like they're attacking her and they're like biting at her broom bristles have you ever seen Probably not. This is a stupid question. Have you ever seen the horror movie The Birds? Or do you know of it? I know of it. Dude, like, it's fucking scary. The idea of birds being, like, all fucked up, like, is scary. <laughs> um, They make, like, a reference to the birds in Schitt's Creek. Well, they're fucking everywhere, dude. Like, like the main character, Moira. She, like, yeah. is in, like, a, a movie that's based off of the birds. So they lose... So they lost the doll, and they can't get it back because the crows are attacking them. Mm-hmm. And... Mean crows. And they decide to use Gigi as a replacement until she can get the doll back. And so funny. <laughs> Gigi is like, can I breathe? And Kiki says, no, no breathing. It's a She's good like, movie in general. It's a really nice, like, cozy, good movie. So Kiki goes to get the doll back, and she meets this nice artist lady in the woods named Ursula. I remember her. I loved her. She's sketching the crows, and she's like, hey, 
have you seen a doll around here? And she's like, um, I'm busy. I'm drawing this crow. Can you like wait? Thanks. Um, eventually she does uh end up having the doll, but the doll's head is broken. And she's like, Hey, um, I will sew this doll up for you if you wash my floors. So that's what they do. So she fixes the doll, she gets the doll back, and um <laughs> Gigi has been in the house of this kid who was supposed to get the doll this whole time and like there's a, a dog in there yeah he's a brat because they yeah. he, she delivers the doll and he's like this is dumb and he instead uses the cage for um his bird but yeah there's a dog in there so Gigi is like kind of freaking the fuck out but um the dog whose name is Jeff is actually a bro and Gigi says um when Kiki finally gets there to replace Gigi with the doll, he says, Jeff helped me helped me escape. Kiki, if we ask him, I bet he'll take the stuffed one back inside. He'll do it. He's a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> and like, God, I wish I could do an impression of Gigi because like just the way he says it is so funny. He's a good dog. If you look closely right here, you can see Ziggy's ear. He's a good dog. Sometimes. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. Um, Kiki gets back from her first delivery and um she sees in the front window of the bakery that they made her a little sign that says Kiki's delivery service with a little witch in it. And it's adorable, and she's, like, freaking out and, like, all happy. And, and that's where the name of the movie came from. Right, and um, it's Osono's husband that made it, and she, like, jumps on him and gives him a big hug, and, like, it's so cute. Like, this movie's so fucking cute. Her next delivery is with two old ladies who are also adorable. They want to deliver a pie to their granddaughter's birthday party, but the pie isn't baked because the electric oven isn't working electric oven yeah it isn't working so she helps them bake the pie in the old like firewood oven which i can't remember the name of it's not a it's not called a firewood oven it's called something else i think it's a fire stone oven i don't i don't know i don't know either it's called a brick brick stone fuck i don't know shit (laughs) um you can actually bake this same pumpkin herring pie. Um, two of my favorite YouTube channels, Babish Culinary Universe and Ooh. Feast of Fiction, made recipe videos for it. Babish did one? Yeah. I can link it to you later. That's so I, freaking cool. You know what? I will put... Should I put them in the show notes? <laughs> put it in the show notes for the people. Yeah, I will put both of them. I will put Babish and Feast of Fiction because um, I love both of those YouTube channels. Um, it's not actually um, like Babish himself that made the video. It's it's um, Alvin, the anime guy that made the video. But yeah. Alvin is not, by the way, a chipmunk. <laughs> right. Um, so... Earlier, before she made this delivery to the two old ladies, Tombo invited her to a party at 6 p.m. And so 
she's having tea with these two old ladies and she's like oh I have plenty of time before the party don't worry about it the old lady's like oh I'm so sorry my clock actually runs slow so Kiki's like fuck so she makes the delivery in the pouring rain and she delivers the pie uh to the granddaughter and she's a huge brat I remember that she says, I hate grandma's stupid pies. And then she slams the door in Kiki's face after taking the pie. Kiki's so so sweet though. He literally is. Um, she doesn't make it to the party and she says she can't go in her soaking wet clothes anyway because like she really only has this one dress that she left home with. That that's her fault. <laughs> well, I mean, she's 13. I don't know. Like, it's supposed to be the 1950s. Um, I don't really know why she didn't leave with any other clothes. I don't know if she didn't have any other clothes. I don't know what that's all about. I mean, Um, she had to have at least one other set of clothes. The black dress she wears throughout the movie comes up quite a bit um because she in the beginning she's like um mom i look dumb and she's like witches have worn this color for like deck like not decades witches have worn this color for so long and tombo is like you can tell that she's a witch because she wears black and um kiki's like i wish i had Kiki's like, I wish I could have a pretty dress. And it just keeps coming up. But she only has the one dress. And it's soaking wet because of the pouring rain. She's really feeling depressed. And then she catches a cold because she was flying in the pouring rain. Even though that's not how you catch colds. Yeah, it, it really isn't. Um, Osono sees Kiki is sick the next morning and takes care of her, even though she's heavily pregnant. Because she's a literal angel. Second best character. Third best character in the movie. She makes her oatmeal with honey. She brings her medicine. And she brings her an ice pack. She like tucks her in. She's like so fucking sweet. You know what? Gigi isn't the best character. I think Osono is the best character. Gigi is like the second best character. That's fair. Osono sends Kiki on a delivery and it ends up being a delivery to Tombo and then Tombo and Kiki hang out. Yeah, he's building a man-propelled aircraft with his buddies and right now it's just a bike with a big-ass propeller on the front. Yeah, I remember that. While riding it, they do end up floating a bit and then flying up and then they almost get hit by a semi-truck. So they turn and then the propeller flies off and the bike um, goes down a hill, and they totally biff it, um, but they're fine. Um, it's a little but, chaotic. Yeah. yeah, the propeller is like, I don't know where the fuck the propeller went. Some of Tombo's other friends show up, and it includes that bratty granddaughter, you know, the one that got the herring pie. Okay. Tombo wants to go hang out with some of them, and Kiki as well. But Kiki's like, um, no, I'll see you around. That's fair. Super fair. I wouldn't want to hang out with that brat. Because they keep saying, like, like the brat was like, hey, she made a delivery to my house the other day. And another one's like, oh, my gosh, she's working at her age. Like, 
like it's an insult and it's like can you be more catty like what is your problem in the 1950s like everybody was working at like 13 i'm saying so she leaves and then she gets home she's like kind of you can tell by the way she's moving and like everything she's feeling kind of down and depressed and all this yeah tired burnt out probably um all of a sudden kiki can't understand Gigi. like he's just meowing and she thinks her witchiness has gone away yeah because then she can't fly and while trying to get herself to fly because she keeps like climbing up a hill and then jumping down it um she snaps her broom (laughs) in half how you do it um tombo calls and he's like oh da 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 the the dirigible is gonna be here tomorrow and da 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 i did this with the bike and oh man i'm having such a great time talking to you (laughs) and kiki's like don't call here anymore and she hangs up she's depressed as fuck that sucks for like a 13 year old yeah she says to asano asano's kind of like Kiki, what's the matter? And uh, and Kiki says, I'm still in training to become a witch. If I lose my magic, that means I've lost absolutely everything. Which really is sad. <laughs> so the next day, artist Lady Ursula comes to visit. I love me some Ursula. She takes Kiki on a trip back to artist Lady's house because burnout. She burnout. knows Kiki, Kiki is having burnout. And she's like, get the fuck out of out of town, take a break. And so they do. And I wrote down a quote of what Ursula said, because I thought it was good. Um, she said, um, when I was your age, I decided I already wanted to become an artist. I love to paint so much. I paint all day until I fell asleep right at my easel. Then one day, for some reason, I just couldn't paint anymore. I tried and tried, but nothing I did seemed any good. There were copies of paintings I've seen somewhere before, and not very good copies either. I just felt like I lost my ability. We need, we each need to find our own inspiration, Kiki. Sometimes it's not easy. I feel that. Well, I don't know. When I, I saw this movie when I was a kid, like, several times. But... Like, I didn't get it until I was adult that it's about, like, very adult things, like, feeling isolated and, you know, dealing with money issues and burning out. Yeah, mental health. Yeah. I like that the that it's, like, that those themes are in this, you know, kids movie, though. Mm-hmm. The old herring pie ladies call Kiki back to make a delivery for them. And when Kiki shows up, it's a cake with a little witch on it. And it says Kiki. And then one of the old ladies says, Will you please bring this to a young delivery girl? She was kind to me and a very big help. It's my way of saying thank you. Oh, and can you find out when her next birthday is? Then I can bake her another one. That's the sweetest thing and I just got some goosebumps I wrote BRB crying like I was like (laughs) literally like 
That's um, honestly probably one of the most wholesome parts. Right? Oh my gosh. And Kiki, like, Kiki tears up as well. And she says something like, she says, maybe the delivery girl can find out the old woman's birthday as well. And she can make her a cake or something like that. And it's like, just really sweet. And while at the old lady's house, Kiki sees on TV that the dirigible, um, if you don't know what a dirigible is, I don't blame you because no one uses that word. Um, it's uh, the blimp. only time I've heard that word before is um, in Harry Potter, the dirigible plums. Right. Yes. Um, it's a blimp, basically, but I think it probably functions a little differently. Maybe I don't know, but. Uh, it's upside down, and somehow Tombo has found himself hanging off a cable that is attached to it. And this is all, like, being televised. And Kiki's like, fuck, that's my friend. I gotta go save him. This is, like, I consider this to be, like, the climax of the movie. Oh, for sure. It's, like, everything that she's done up until this point leads up to it. Mm-hmm. Like, her friendship with Tombo, all of you know, the flying that she's done. It just seems like everything's lead, led up to this point. Right. Because, like, at the beginning of the movie, she's not very good at flying as well, which is worth noting because, like, when she leaves home, they have a bunch of bells tied to the trees. And that's how they can tell if she, like, hit the trees when she was practicing <laughs> flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she still struggles to fly like a little bit throughout the movie but like she gets progressively better at flying because she's practicing yeah perfect um so she goes to save him and she ends up borrowing because her broom is still broken remember she ends up borrowing this broom from this man in the street um i remember that he's like no you can't have my broom and she's like thanks and she takes it anyway me (laughs) and she's able to fly again in order to save him and it's the power of friendship or something i don't know and she saves him like literally barely Gigi shows up at the end of the movie when everyone's celebrating and like she's getting interviewed for the news and um kiki still can't understand Gigi, like he's still meowing yeah what do you think that means what do you think that means like thematically i think that going off on a limb here i think it means that Gigi was her guide and as she's become a more powerful witch she needs him less um and it shows growth i like that theory i've heard some other theories that like um Gigi stops Gigi stops talking once she has her first instances of self-doubt and um when she resolves that self-doubt like she still doesn't understand him and somehow that's a sign of her becoming more mature but like to me that doesn't track quite 
Like that doesn't quite make sense to me. Because if that were the case, I would think that she would be able to understand him again. If that's like the theory. Right. I don't know. I feel similarly to you in that like I think he was kind of a guide but I think it has I think it does have to do with her maturity but I think it's like he was helping her move through those phases a little bit Mm -hmm. so that's Kiki's delivery service it's just like the cutest movie ever probably not it's really good i mean if you haven't seen it i would highly recommend it i believe it's on hbo max with Mm -hmm. all the other studio ghibli movies um it's just it's real wholesome real cute real sweet a lot of good stuff in there it's very light-hearted and it's just it's it's good good quality content Mm -hmm. i have a few things about black cats because that is me with it the main witchy thing that's in this movie we've already talked about brooms if you want to hear about that we can that's in um the hocus pocus episode so black cats right Mm -hmm. uh i have an article up here from ap news and i will link it in the show notes um so we know that black cats are associated with witches and um it was back in the middle ages that witches were starting to be like hunted witch hunts were happening and black cats were familiars quote mm-hmm. unquote, to witches mm-hmm. so um this is when they started to become considered sinister they also believe that if a black cat crossed your path, you were soon going to die. Um, black oh. cats were killed en masse in the Middle Ages. That's terrible. Um, I, I will say that after the sad stuff, I will give you some positive stuff. So because they were killing off witches, quote unquote, and black cats, um, the population of mice were not being controlled in the middle ages mm, and the population of the population of citizens started to dwindle because of the bubonic plague which was carried by mice so if the cats had been around maybe the plague wouldn't have happened i mean at least maybe it wouldn't have been so bad but this is when the superstition spread to america as people moved here from europe well um, I know I shouldn't say dumb because I literally just had a whole thing in an inclusive language workshop at work about how how we shouldn't use words that make light on disabilities. Anyway, ridiculous because inclusive language and we're trying to be inclusive and accepting and it's hard to change inclusive language because that's how brains are. Yeah. Yeah, another word that is um not so great to use that I use a lot is like insane. Insane, mad, mental, crazy. Yeah. Lame. Crazy. I use insane a lot. I'm I'm trying to fix my language, but Well, that's good. I mean, you're you're aware of it and that's what's important. 
yeah that yeah i'm aware of it and correcting myself um the black cats yeah black cats in germany some people believe that black cats crossing a person's path from right to left is a bad omen but from left to right the cat is granting favorable times so when that happens you just need to walk really fast in front of the cat to the opposite side of it (laughs) you're so right the pilgrims viewed the black cat as a companion or familiar to witches who were said to quote-unquote use black cats as an integral part of their craft in japan the black cat is a symbol of good fortune and prosperity single women in japan have black cats as they believe it will bring them a mate why did they use the word mate (laughs) a companion a partner why mate the fuck a significant other anything but mate a funeral with a black cat is thought to bring on the death of another family member why would you have a black cat at a funeral just saying if one walks away from you it means you will lose good fortunes um okay (laughs) having an unknown one on your front porch will bring prosperity to you and finding a white hair on a black cat will bring you good luck i'll let Alyssa know all of these because she has a black cat Hmm? actually Alyssa's gonna know about these because she listens to our podcast Oh, shit. Oh, also, something, like, it's weird, but, like, you would think that the super, the, well, I guess, yeah, you would think superstitions around black cats aren't around today still, because Mm -hmm. that's silly, but they are, and it's believed that some people still kill black cats on Halloween, like, maybe as part of mischief night or heard of that and i've also heard that there's a lot of shelters that do not allow people to adopt black cats around halloween oh for that reason that's awful i mean, I mean that's not that they don't shelters yeah yeah but... that's awful that people want to adopt cats to kill them that's terrible especially when like adoption fees are only like 50 bucks yeah if people yeah um there is However, um, an adopt a black or adopt. Oh my God! Excuse me. October twenty seventh has been designated Black Cat Day by Cats Protection in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland to celebrate the virtues of black cats and to encourage people to adopt an unwanted black cats. Um, because that's really cute, right? Because black cats are always the ones that are the most black cats are the heaviest population of type of cat (laughs) in shelters i get it i don't know how else to phrase that it's late it's 7 30 it's late for me i get up at 4 30 a.m every day okay i get up at eight and I'm gonna start getting up at four a.m. because I want to no! start doing. <laughs> I want to start doing yoga in the morning, so yeah. No, I do apologize. My black cat facts are um a little all over the place, but I didn't. I kind of um decided I wanted to talk about it last minute. That's okay. I mostly just wanted to mention the bit about 
the bubonic um, plague because that is just so ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> Us ridiculous. both searching for another word that does not make light on illness. <laughs> yeah, that's Kiki's delivery service, and you should definitely watch it if you get a chance. And next week, we'll be coming to you with WandaVision or Little Witch Academia. You got to pick one. I got to know which one to watch. (laughs) Kyla and I will discuss that later, but it's (laughs) going to be a surprise for (laughs) y'all. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Movie Witch Pod and at Movie Witch Podcast. If you would like, you can support us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month which would help us greatly you get early and it would make episodes. it it would make it so i'm not the only patron um it would also help kaya get a new mic a new headset all of our money that we get from patreon would go back into the podcast correct we're not pocketing that shit because this is a labor of love <laughs> Oh yeah, you get early access to episodes and you get access to the video version of the episodes. In which you can see our pets. Yes, you can see the kitties and the dog and our our, the stupid faces we make. Our awesome outfits. Mostly guys. Cooking spinach artichoke dip. If you pay $7 a month, you get Patreon exclusive bonus episodes which we're still working on because honestly we need patrons to tell us what they want to hear. So that's true if you would like to make your voice heard hey there's how you do it so that's it for now we will talk to you next week yeah bye witches bye witches